Have you got your Bibles with you? We have a few uh, verses that we want to go through. We want to pray over the Word this morning before we start. So if you can just um, hold your Bible close to you and let's pray over the Word. God, we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here today. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it brings life to us, that it never um, go, returns void, but always accomplishes what you set out for it to do. We thank you for the men and women who died just so that we could have a copy of it in our language so that we could know your will and your way for our lives. We thank you, Lord, that when we commit it to memory, we hide it in our heart, and it helps us not to sin against you. And I just thank you, Lord, this message will be a blessing to the volunteers as well as everybody in the congregation today. God, I just thank you, Lord, for your anointing. I depend completely upon it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the first team dynamic is who am I? That's the question that we're asking is who am I? Volunteer team members are individuals first. You bring different gifts and talents to the team as an individual. And the more that you know who you are, the more that you can contribute. Um, go with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1, I'm going to read 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, according as he who chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we are individuals first. He called us. Um, you're part of a ministry team here, but first, you're a mom, you're a dad, you're a wife, you're a husband, you're a student. Um, you're a business owner, you're a teacher, um, all of us wear many hats in our family. And the more um, each team member knows about the other people on your team, the better that you understand them, the better that you work together as a team, and you create the environment so we can fully create the environment so that God can add to the church daily those that are being saved. And that's the bottom line for our vision here at Living Word. John 15, 16 and 17 says, you didn't choose me, remember, I chose you and put you in a world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. But remember the root command to love one another. Now you can be on a team with people and sometimes you don't feel like loving each other sometimes, right? <laughs> but if you're functioning together and you keep your eye on the goal that we're doing this together, um, no matter what our personality difference is, no matter how our viewpoints are different, because all those things, God made us that way. We're all different. And, and so know who you are as a person first and what you're good at and be on a team that reflects that. And so being a part of that team, it just helps you to hone whatever skills that you have, whatever talents that you have. Hopefully you're on a team that you can use all of those things. And if you're not sure and you're just on a team and you're trying it out for a while, that's awesome. You're doing something. You're being the hands and feet of Christ on that team until you kind of figure it out. Maybe um, God is developing those gifts and talents and you're quite, not quite ready to be a part of this other kind of team because of the skill set. But, you know, wherever you are, just get somewhere and serve. That way... You, um, you have more of a sense of community. It makes a church this big feel smaller because you have a team that's taking care of you. And that's what you guys are doing is as, as an individual first, who am I? So the more that you know yourself, the more that you know as we put these uh, dynamics together. Number two, who are we together? Who are we together? This essential involves the key aspects of relationships and communication. Different personalities are just unique in the ways that they build relationships and the ways that they deal with conflict. And personality differences show up when we act towards each other and how we understand each other. And so who are we um, together? So um, go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, verse 
Ephesians 4. We're going to start with verse 2. I'm going to read 2, 3, and 4. Verse 2 says, And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love, alert at noticing differences and quick at mending fences. You are called to travel on the same road in the same direction, so stay together both outwardly and inwardly. That's really good advice for any team. If you're going to come together and accomplish any goal, and it takes all of us together, every team is essential and important, and who we are together will forward that vision. And so by doing that, we're, we're supposed to um, love each other and uh, prefer each other. And so thank you for recognizing the differences of the people that you serve with and learn to work together. Thank you for seeking to understand other viewpoints and other ways of doing things as we um, push the vision forward. We celebrate you today. I see that all over the place with all of your volunteer teams. I see you guys doing that on a regular basis. Sometimes whether you understand what's, what the other person's viewpoint or not, we, you keep your eye on the goal and we're moving forward. So that's why we are celebrating you today. Every personality, every vo- viewpoint, we're here together because of you. And, and it takes all of us together. So thank you for every time that you do that. Good. Number three. Number three, what are we here to do? What is it that we're here to do? Um, I love this quote. It's, it's an unknown source. So I can't t- say who, who said it or who quoted it, but um, it's a volunteer quote. Volunteers don't necessarily have the time, but they have the heart. And that's really true because to volunteer, you ha- it's, a, it's a heart thing because you don't have a paycheck at the end of it. Your paycheck is eternal. Your paycheck you can't see. But because you have the heart for it is when you serve together. And so I love seeing huddles. I love seeing huddles on Sunday morning and Sunday night. It's the moment when the whole team is focused on what needs to happen for that day as well as what is important to each other, and you guys are praying over those things. So I love, I take pictures of huddles. I, I don't always post them all, but every time I see a huddle, I'm like, I have to, I have to capture this moment. You know? And so I love seeing you guys come together. So thank you to every team leader who rallies your team uh, to huddle every single week. I know that sometimes that if people are running a little bit late or sometimes it's easy to say, okay, well, we just need to get, get going. But thank you for taking the time to huddle and realizing that that five minutes to seven minutes is the most important uh, to be able to get that direction, get that vision, and be able to know what the team has to do for that day. So thanks and shout out to all the team leaders. Can you give your team leader a uh, round of applause, please? So goes the team leader, so goes the team, right? Okay, and so we're here to accomplish the vision of Living Word. So let's go, let's look at that vision. How many of you know what the vision is for Living Word? Yeah? Okay, turn with me to Acts 2. What did you guys say? Acts 2 what? All right, awesome, just in case your, your, um, your neighbor didn't hear you. <laughs> Acts 2, 41 through 47, okay? We're going to read our visions because this is what we're trying to accomplish. And um, um, parts of it we are, we are doing and moving along that way. Some of it is part of the uh, future as we move along, but we're accomplishing all of it in some realm or another. And then we keep building on it and building on it and, and getting closer to it. But that is the bullseye of what we're looking for. So Acts 2, 41, 41 says, And then those who gladly received his word were baptized. 
And the same day, there were added about 3,000 souls. And they were continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and the breaking of loaves and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and miracles took place through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and distributed them all to all according to anyone who had need. And continuing with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they shared their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those that are being saved. And that is the vision that we're trying to accomplish. And being a part of a team is part of that. Because every little tiny thing on your checklist, every little part that you play as a volunteer forms the first impression of every newcomer who comes onto the property at the very first moment that they set foot on this property. It creates the atmosphere for, for parents to um, enjoy the service. It, it creates the atmosphere for people to make a decision for Christ, for people to come into the uh, presence of our Creator. Uh, you know, we, we, we're doing all of this. The, the worship team can, can rehearse and have practices, and, and they're coming here ready to go. But it's, all, it's every, all the other teams create all of those environments so that when they come in, it's easy to just get right into that presence of God and to be able to worship. Because the first part of the, of the service when, we, when we're doing praise and worship, it is all about him. It's all about him. It's all about us giving our best praise, our highest praise, and our worship to our God, our creator, because he is amazing and he deserves to be praised, right? And so all of that is about him. And whether you feel like it or not, whether you have the voice for it or not, sing, stand up. It doesn't matter what you feel like. Worship with everything that you have because it's all about him. The rest of the service and everything that we do, everything that we do in the hallways, everything that we do outside of praise and worship is for you. It's for you to get fed and to have spiritual food. And we've got the best spiritual food anywhere on the planet. Uh, for sure, we always have had that. And so um, it's for you to get spiritually fed as well as for you to give your life away. And so it's because Jesus gave us the, rec- the ministry of reconciliation. And so he died and left you in charge, basically. That's what he did. And so we, he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That just means that once we make, give, make a decision to follow Christ, that we are to help other people reconcile their relationships to God. And so when we come here, it's for us to get fed so that we can be filled up, so that we have more to give, so that we can give our life away. So you can't come and give your life away all the time and serve without getting fed and filled back up. That's where you get burnt out. That's where you get a little bit testy with their attitude. That's where things kind of creep in that shouldn't be there. And so make sure that you're getting, getting the word as well as that you serve. Okay, and so you serve one, you go to one. That's kind of the that's kind of the motto for all the volunteer teams that have to be out with any with, for any length of the service is that you serve one, you go to one, and so by doing that, you're filling yourself up so that you can give your life away again. And so, so thank you for getting it done. Thank you. Week after week, you are getting it done. Sometimes it goes smoothly, and sometimes it's challenging. But no matter what, you're accomplishing the vision of this house. And today, we celebrate you volunteers for making that difference. Amen? Amen? All right. Number four. Number four is how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? So who's going to do what by when? 
And we say that a lot. We can talk about things when we're in meetings and stuff. But when it comes down to it, who's going to do what by when? Because you can talk about great ideas. You can have dreams. But if you don't have a who's going to do what by when, it's a fantasy. You're not getting anything done. You're just, you're just you're fantasizing about something that needs to be accomplished. But who's going to do what by when puts a deadline. It puts a tangible, you do this and you take care of that and I need this by this date. And so how are we going to invite new team members to join us? How are you going to be a blessing to your team leader? All of those things are, are things that we should be thinking about. Um, go with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 8. I love this scripture. I've in the past um, taught complete series just on this scripture. Um, Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, my brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's what we're supposed to think on. We're supposed to filter all of our thoughts, everything that we do, through the 4-8 um, filter. And so all the stuff that goes into your mind, you filter it through thinking through what things are pure, what things are of a good report. That's what you're supposed to think about. Make sure it comes out on the other side that you're fil filtering out the good things. And so um, checklists, all the checklists that you guys have, you guys know what I'm talking about because if you're a volunteer here, so those of you are, who aren't, maybe you're new and you haven't joined a team yet, every, every team has checklists. And, and that's just so that we can um, check the things off so that we don't forget the little things so that we can pay attention to the people that God's entrusted to us. That's it. But checklists are important. So it's not about the paperwork. It's about the people work. But the paperwork has to be there so that it, it's, uh, it's there. That's why you make lists so that you can just check things off so I can pay attention to the people who are in front of me. And so everybody has a checklist on every team. It just helps us to remember, yes, we need to do that. Yep, that's accomplished right there. So all of those little things, we have that. And then on the bottom of all the checklists, it has a place for issues and recommendations. This is if anything is not going uh, the way that it should or if you had an issue with something, you can put an issue, hey, we had this issue, but I recommend next time if we do it like this, it'll go smoother because we want to know your input and your, your thoughts and your ideas too because you're the ones that have to run the checklist every week. So we want to know, is there an easier way? Is there a more efficient way? Um, what, what things it is because this is what we're trying to accomplish. And so we do these things on a weekly base to make it better. So most of your department heads are checking through those checklists. You're processing any issues and recommendations that are coming through there. You're solving all those issues. And then uh, you put the things in place, the systems or the processes in place to make it better. And then that way, this is what we're trying to accomplish altogether. Because all, everything that happens here happens because you are on a team and because you're filling out, you're doing those checklists to make sure everything is accomplished. And there's a reason for all of those things being on there. And if it doesn't make sense anymore, we change it, mark it out and say, hey, take this off the checklist. We don't need this anymore. This is different. We do that on purpose on a weekly basis. That's what we do. Here's what we're doing. Here's who's going to do what by when, right? And then yearly, Yearly, we uh, do our planning. We have planning reports. We call them planning reports, and then we do monthly status reports. This is how we operate. It, we have all of 2018 plans locked down with goals, steps, deadlines, start dates, end dates, and budget done for all of 2018. 
And that's the way we operate. So then when January, we just work our plan all year. So a lot of you have been a part of that through the last few months with your teams. You've been coming up with new ideas. Hey, next year we could do this instead of that. Hey, this is what if we do this uh, next year instead of that. Let's plan for this event and, and that event. And so you have collaborated with your teams, with your team leaders. We've come up with all of the ideas. We've uh, presented those ideas to our executive team, and we've had them all approved. And so now we have a solid plan this is what God has spoke to us and said, here's what we need to accomplish in 2018. And so now we're ready to go with that in January, and we just work that plan. And all of your um, department heads are accountable to all of those steps happening. If your usher team leader said, hey, we need to grow by this many people, or we need to put this in place, then we have checks and balances to make sure that that happened the way that you said. And so that we're being accountable so that we're not just fantasizing about things that could happen. We're actually putting forth the effort to make sure that we accomplish them. Now, of course, things happen and we have mid-course corrections along the way or we start out this plan and we realize, okay, we, were, we didn't foresee this and now this has changed the circumstances. So we make corrections along the way. Sometimes we have to uh, move things around, but, but at least we have the, a solid plan going forward. We know who's going to do what by when. This is what we are here to do. And so thank you for all of you that volunteer for getting it done with excellence. You put your differences aside and you act together as one team. And I see that all over the place, and so I appreciate that. Sometimes it's not easy. As volunteers, I thank you for choosing joy every time when you could have chosen a bad attitude. Because things don't always go as planned. Sometimes that we get thrown a curveball uh, that, that we didn't know this was going to happen or we have to change things and in the, in the, in the, uh, we go a different direction in, in this way and we change the things that are happening in, on our team depending on what's going on. And so um, all of you have different challenges, but thank you for choosing joy every time Pro Presenter crashes for the 50th time during services. You know, thank you for, um, for understanding all of the, all of the challenges and, and the awesomeness of the upgrade for everything that we have to do. You know, thank you, ushers, for using those Jedi minds to get people to sit on the first three rows. <laughs> thank you for every time when the, uh, you know, the most spectacular moments or conferences, the fire alarm goes off and we all have to go outside. <laughs> You know, um, thank you for all the volunteers who, who deal with any time a kiosk goes down and you have to change it or that's not working correctly or not printing a tag. You know, all the things that come up, they just, you know, or, or that sub that decides to play drum solo in the middle pastor's message. You know, all of those challenges, you choose joy and you overcome them. Every single time, whatever comes up, you choose joy. And then you have, you have days and things that happen that we just, everything goes smoothly and, uh, you know, everything runs just like the checklist said and you sign off on it. There's no issues and recommendations and all is well and you go home and enjoy your afternoon or your evening. And so for whatever that is, thank you for every time that you chose joy when you could have chosen a bad attitude. I appreciate that for every time because it's important for us to do that. Every time that we have the opportunity, you get to choose. No matter what people do, no matter what people say, you choose how you react to it. And so you can choose joy every time. You can actually have a good day every day. It doesn't, you don't have to have a bad day unless you choose to have one or unless you let your circumstances overrun you to, to have one. You can choose to have a good one if you want. 
And so it's really, it's up to you. Sometimes it makes it more difficult sometimes, you know, when things come up that you didn't expect or things that, you know, you kind of have to, um, you know, change and do things. And we, you know, we all have those days. I have, I definitely have those days. Um, but we get to choose. So thank you for listening to each other on your team when you're strategizing ways of doing things. For listening. Thank you for being awesome volunteers and how that you handle all of those things. You're incredible. Look at your neighbor and say, you're awesome. All right, number five. Number five is how are we doing or how did we do? So each team uh, wants to have a measure of how they're doing. We all have different perspectives on what is good enough and what is excellent. Excellence is doing the very best you can with what you have. That's what excellence is. And so we're, we're not about everything being perfect or perfectionism. Um, that kind of gets into, um, you know, uh, uh, other issues. We want to make sure that, we are, that we're doing everything with excellence. We are doing the very best we can with what we have been given to work with. And so um, how we're doing is how we evaluate those things. Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, says, His master commended him, Good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my partner. So effective teamwork Um, starts with understanding ourselves and the way that we're different from other people. And when we know our own value to the team, then we are in better position to to value and capitalize on the contributions of everybody else who are different from us in every way. So every time that we have an event, we game film it. Um, Anybody ever was on, on a sports team and you did a game film after the game, you go back and watch the game to see where you made the mistake or what you need to tighten up on or what you need to run or what kind of drills you need to do again? Anybody have done that before? And so we game film everything. So anytime that we have an event, this day, this is Volunteer Sunday, everything that we had to do with the bacon, we'll game film it. We'll talk about what went well, what we need to look at if we ever, when we do this again, and what we need to change next, for next year. So we talk about all of those things, what went well, what didn't go well, what could we have done differently. And so every time that we um, have an event, we do that because we want to evaluate how do we make it better next time? How do we address the issues that came up that we didn't foresee and so that we can make sure that we don't do that next year? So um, when it comes up to being the, uh, the Christmas brunch or Christmas Eve or um, uh, Dominion by the Word, we go back and the first thing that we do when we start planning for the next year is we go back and look at the game film from the year before because that tells us what went well, what didn't go well, and what we need to look at for next year because that we can look back and say, oh, yeah, because things happen and we forget. I don't know about you, but my memory is not as awesome as it was when I was younger. <laughs> and so we forget, oh, yeah, that didn't go as well. Oh, yeah, that line was too long, so if we did this and that, we make sure that that line didn't go as long or whatever it is that we evaluate that so that we can put all the good things in in place for the next event, and hopefully um, it will run smoother. And so we do that to evaluate how we're, do- how we're doing or how did we do. And so um, some teams game film every single week. I know uh, at 24-7 New Church, I know we did that every single week. We all, the leaders come to the table and we say, okay, what went well, what didn't go well? Okay, well, this was there, this light was out, it wasn't shining on here, and oh, this, this cue missed right here when they were supposed to play this video, or, you know, whatever it is, we evaluate whatever it is and put in whatever we need to do to fix it for next time. And so I know a lot of you guys do that on a weekly basis, that you're kind of going through, okay, how everything went today, so that it gives you a chance to evaluate anything that needs to be changed for next time. Time because we all, we all want to do a good job, right? 
And so we want to make sure that if, if something was amiss or your team leader expected one thing and maybe you understood it a different way, that they have the, they have the influence in your life to come and say, hey, that wasn't exactly, I appreciate your effort, but that wasn't exactly the way that I asked you to execute that. So next time, could we do this instead of that? And because you choose joy, you're like, sure, because you want to get it right next time, right? And so we do that every time to just evaluate what's going on and how that makes a difference. And so how do we keep the mistake from happening again? That's so we change the process as we evaluate what that is and what's working, what processes didn't go so well, what changes need to be made. And that's what makes you guys the best volunteers on the planet for sure. You guys are amazing. And we do absolutely, without a doubt, we love you more than bacon. That's saying a lot because we love bacon. <laughs> How many of you love bacon? How many of you got bacon? See, everybody loves bacon. So that makes this, you understand what we are trying to say when we say we love you more than bacon. Yes. Are you, you're feeling me, right? Yes. <laughs> Winston Churchill said this, you make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. And all Every minute, every second, we pray this over you guys all the time. Every minute that you invest into this ministry, we pray that it multiplies back to your family, back to your spouses, back to your household. You know, we could never, we could never ever pay you for um, everything that you do um, that would, because what you do is absolutely priceless. What you do is eternal. Everything that you do has eternal consequences. And every time that somebody makes a decision to follow Christ, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. You know, every time that, um, that somebody uh, gets exactly that, that you know, um, the, the Bible says, like, as a deer panteth after the uh, water, that's how, that's how your word, that's how you minister to my soul. Have you ever been so really thirsty, like thirsty, like you're like parched, and you're just like, man, what? I think I am right now. Yes. <laughs> that was perfect. I didn't, that wasn't in my notes. That was, that was extra. <laughs> that I, just like that is, it's just like, it's just like water to your soul. But that message that you need to be able to like, yes, this is what I've been going through. And Pastor Steve says just the right thing. That it's just the Holy Spirit just ministers to you right where you're sitting that day. And it's because that somebody was uh, directing traffic in the parking lot that greeted you on the way in. That's taking care of your children and ministering to them and not just babysitting them. It's because uh, the usher made sure that you got the seat that you wanted, even if it was with Jedi mind control. Whatever it is that we've got you right where you need to be so that your soul can be fed, so that you're full. Because when you're full, you can pour out to other people and you can give your life away. Amen? And so um, the time that you sow into your team is way more, um, has way more value eternally than any paycheck that you could ever earn for, for us, for sure. And so the organizations like this, it's because of your heart. Your heart puts it right in the place because you don't have to be here. You don't have to be on a team. You know, but all of you, you see all those people, I mean, pretty much all of you got up and walked across the stage. And if you were sitting here, it's probably because you're on a team and you just didn't want to go across the stage. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome um, that we have a volunteer base like that. And it's not just two or three people making everything happen and getting all um, stretched too thin and trying to make it happen so that everybody else can just sit and do uh, nothing and just feed me, feed me. It's all about me. You guys are all about 
other people, being other-centered. And that's exactly what our vision is, is to believe. We come here on Sunday morning, we sit, we listen to the message, and we get the teaching that we need to, and, and we know what we believe. And then to belong. The belong part is, is joining a meetup, being a part of a meetup, going house to house, eating, and breaking bread together. That's what we do in a meetup. We eat together and we pray together, and serving on a team. So being on a team is part of that belong. And then becoming is our outreach, is that we are becoming other-centered, that we look to the the, um, to the community, and we are other-centered, so that we have participation across the board in all of our meetups and our outreaches, because that's what we do together, because you're amazing, right? Yeah. Amen. And so, um, so, again, we love you more than bacon. We do. We appreciate every volunteer and everything that they do to make a difference on their teams. So I want you guys to stand up with me. And first of all, I just want you to just, um, just raise your hands. We're gonna, just going to pray for all the volunteers while you're, where, right where you're standing today. If you're comfortable with that, I just want to pray over you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for these amazing volunteers. I thank you so much, Lord, that they pour out their lives, that they give their time, that they invest in us, that they invest in this community. And we just thank you so much, Lord, for, for every week that they get ready early and that they come in, that they stay late for everything that they do to make the checklist happen, for everything they do to be a blessing to their team leader. I thank you so much for everything that they do that makes a difference so that we can do church because they are the church. I just thank you, Lord, that you just multiply that back to their families, to their spouses, to their children, to their households. I thank you for every minute that they invest, God, that you just multiply it back to them, that their homes, their family, their finances are blessed. They have wisdom and knowledge to know what to do in every situation. I thank you so much, God, for all the investment that they put into it. And God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for wherever they are. If their arms are tired, if they're weary, God, that you fill them back up this morning, that they leave here refreshed and appreciated. God, I thank you, Lord, that, um, that you just help us to do whatever we can to say and do anything that would help them to feel appreciated today and loved like you love us and that we love each other. God, we just thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, and if you guys, I just want to give you an opportunity while you're standing here. I know that um, we're appreciating volunteers today, but I just, I, I can't leave without giving you an opportunity to make a decision to follow Christ. You know, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. He, he created us to worship him, to have a relationship with him. But when sin come into the world, it separates us from God. That's why he sent Jesus here to die on the cross for you, to raise again on the third day so that you could have eternal life with him, so that he would know what that feels like to walk in a human earth suit and to go through everything that you've been through. And he died for you and paid the price uh, for your sin on the cross so that you could have eternal life. And so um, it gives us the opportunity to choose life with him or to do life on your own. So that's what I'm asking you today is to make a decision for him. And if those of you who don't have a relationship with Christ, maybe you did, maybe you've, your heart is kind of far from him and that you know you want to return that right standing with God, that relationship with God, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a decision to follow Christ today. If you guys will all just bow your heads, close your eyes. There's anybody that's here that's like that today and you want to make a decision to follow Christ, you're not a Christian or you want to become one or maybe you want to renew your relationship with him today. I just want you to just raise your hand right where you sit, right where you're standing. Just raise it up and put it right back down. Nobody's looking around. It's just a decision between you and God this morning. We just want to pray together for all of you together this morning. 
to raise your hand up. You can put it right back down if I'm talking to you this morning. It's not by accident that you are here today. God looks for every opportunity to speak into your life. Is this today for you? You can just raise your hand up. You can put it right back down where you stand. Okay. I don't see any hands this morning, so just, um, just repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. We thank you that in every service, that people make decisions to follow you. As we bring our friends and our family, that people come to know you and that you are adding to the church, those that are being saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys. It's been a pleasure this morning.